0: Hello and welcome back to Unleash Your Peace. This is uh, your peace training, your weekly peace training. Every single week, we dive into the internal world by exploring a different topic about it. And the whole point of doing this is to help you tap inward, go inward. That's where your peace resides. That's where Freedom resides, that's where your creativity comes from. And when you live from that place of peace and connectedness and joy and uh, essentially being connected Mm -hmm. to that non physical part of yourself, you don't just improve us incrementally. Your life expands exponentially. Magical things, incredible things happen. When you do that. And that is our goal is for you to attain that level of clarity and that level of connectedness so that you can live your best life ever. My name is Ellie Shoja. I have been your host on this journey of internal gazing this entire time. And from now on, going forward, I will have a co-host. Uh, right next to me, and that's Niluna Derry. And there are some really exciting, cool new things happening with Peace Unleashed, new territories we're diving into. We have a really exciting new topic for you this week, but before we dive into that topic... I do want to touch a little bit on some of the really exciting things that are happening at Peace Unleashed, the uh, the big picture stuff that is completely changing, essentially, the direction that we are going right now with this project.
1: And for that, uh, Neelie, you want to break sure, the news to them? I'd love to. Um, so for those of you that don't know, Ellie and I have been friends for over 20 years and have been doing this kind of internal work together for about 15 years. Um, and Last year, when Ellie launched Peace Unleashed, um, she kind of set the ball into motion to bring all of our dreams into fruition. And um, just in January, I uh, took the leap and left my corporate gig, um, God rest his soul, and um, decided to join Ellie on this mission to unleash peace around the world. And we have put together some amazing uh, solutions. We have a enterprise solution, which is bringing mindfulness and meditation techniques and tools into the corporate setting, which it's greatly needed. I can speak from experience. Aside from that, we also have solutions for the community and for the individuals. So our community solutions are events, workshops, uh, keynote addresses, keynote talks, Mm -hmm. and uh, our meditation parties, which are really popular. Ellie, how does somebody get on the meditation party?
0: Oh, you, you email us. Those are invite only. So if you want to be in that in crowd and come to the parties, they are a lot of fun. Uh, just send us an email at uh, empower at peaceunleash.com peace and uh, we will add you to that invite list. So they're they're really great. So today's topic is a really important one. I think that it's probably one of the most important things that we can do in our lives to set ourselves up for success. And that is to have a morning routine. That's right. That is conducive to success. So how many of you actually have a morning routine? If you are <laughs> new over here, does, <laughs> and I have one, right? But if you're listening to this and you're driving somewhere or walking somewhere and you're listening or you're watching this video, do you have a morning routine? What does it consist of? Or do you wake up, stumble into the bathroom, stumble out of the bathroom, stumble into your clothes, and hit the road? Which one is it? What do you do? See if you can take a moment and just think about that right as we dive into this topic. Now, Nino, before we talk about the importance of a morning routine, do
1: you want to tell me what your morning routine is? Sure. Uh, my morning routine has kind of evolved over time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll tell you what my morning routine is now. Um, so every morning I get up and I first thing I do is I drink a big glass of water and then I will sit for a practice of Kundalini, which is a type of yoga and it actually works on your energy centers. And I love Kundalini because it kind of wakes me up, you know, and it warms up my body for the next step, which is meditation. And, and with the Kundalini, I like to, uh, when I first started out, I would actually watch, uh, YouTube videos because there's tons of, you know, great videos out there. If you don't know, if you've never practiced Kundalini, um, but at this point, I've, I think I've gone to the point where I, I know kind of which, um, practices uh, are best for me and which what i'm feeling at that point in time so every practice is slightly different and then i you know once my body's warmed up once my all my energy centers are kind of alive and awake uh I, i'll do a silent meditation yeah mm-hmm. and how long do you meditate for uh i would say on average 10 minutes but it also depends on my day if i you know I'm feeling a little bit extra jittery. Um I'll I'll sit for a little bit longer. If I have, you know, a meeting to go to, um, I'll probably do about five minutes. Yeah. What about you, Ellie? What's your morning routine?
0: So I also start with a glass of water in the mornings. I just love doing that. When I was 17, I gotta tell you. This girl loves water, by the way. <laughs> I love water. I love water. I drink so much of it but um it's it's funny i dropped, i stopped drinking soda when i was 17 because my grandmother said if you want to lose weight you know stop drinking soda and i stopped drinking soda because i wanted to lose weight because i had terrible self-image issues <laughs> and but it stuck and since then i've just i drink so much of it and i love waking up with it and in the mornings i love to do a meditation And I like to, but let's rewind for a moment, okay? Because I do something before I do both of those things. And before I get out of bed, there's something very, very important that I do. Mm. And that is to say thank you. Mm. I heard Abraham Hicks uh, say uh, in one of her talks to say thank you. Let thank you be the first thing you say. In the mornings and that resonated with me so much Mm -hmm. that the moment I gain consciousness I say thank you and I just repeat it and a lot of times I don't even know what I'm thanking for and who I'm thanking for this thing that I'm thanking but just the act of thank you puts you in that place of gratitude so then when I wake up and I drink a glass of water. I feel grateful for that water. When I am getting out of bed, I feel grateful for uh, you know the the bed that I got to sleep in. I feel grateful for feeling warm in the night. I feel grateful for have gotten rest, you know. And and so I start my day with that gratitude, and I find that that is. The m- most amazing thing I have done in my life is incorporate gratitude
1: into my morning routine, letting it be the first thing that I do. So I know a lot of people keep like a gratitude journal, but it sounds like, you know, you're just kind of saying thank you as you're coming out of bed like yes. oh, I, before you even actually get out of bed. Yes. So do you, do you say it out loud or do you say it in your, in your mind Is a, is a little play of both? I say it in my
0: mind, uh, mostly. And sometimes I whisper it under my breath. <laughs> but uh it is and and I do do the journaling as well so mm-hmm. if I have a kind of a rough day for example I'll make a point of sitting down and writing down things I'm grateful for because it just gives it more energy uh, but on a normal you know day to day basis it's uh, just me saying thank you internally and I really try to dig deep and step into that place of gratitude. Mm -hmm. So those few minutes in the morning from the time I wake up to the time I get out of bed, those are a lot of times my favorite moments
1: of the day. So Ellie, for our listeners and our viewers, when you say you step into that place of gratitude, what do you mean by that? Is that like an energetic space or is that a mental space? What is that? It is uh, an
0: emotional space. It's a feeling place. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all have experienced what it feels like to really feel grateful. And uh and it usually happens after you've received something you really wanted. Right. Right? So you wanna graduate from college and you do, and you're like, oh my god, I'm so excited, and I feel so grateful. There's this uh there's this joy that kind of washes over you, you know, there's this sense of receiving and accepting and uh just completeness right and so what i mean when i say i step into that is i allow myself to feel that hmm. even without actually anything receiving something. actually happening that makes and, a lot of sense and that's what a lot of people i think don't realize is how much they are in control of how they feel mm-hmm. you know and if i can choose every morning to be grateful that is going to change the way my
1: morning, morning day's goes gonna go. Your and the way my for the whole day exactly yeah. and i think it's important for people to try different things out and establish a morning practice that's good for them that works for them so for example my sister loves to run mm-hmm. so she starts her day uh, with a prayer and then she'll go for about a 2 mile jog Um, for me, I hate running. Yeah. (laughs) So that, that would not be a good, healthy morning routine for me. I would just be frustrated. And why am I running? Especially in the cold. And your sister (laughs) runs in the rain, rain runs in the mud. Oh God, I can't. Yeah. I mean, and she's training for kind of a big race. So that also helps to have that morning routine of running. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's about, uh, experimenting and also listening to see what works for a long time. My morning routine was just breath work. You know, it wasn't even meditation. It was just, um, breath work because I was going through a lot, uh, and at work and with some family stuff. And it was, it would help kind of calm my anxiety. So, um, I don't think it's, it's, Um, black and white. I don't think it's one size fits all. I think, you know, you have to experiment and see what works for you Mm -hmm. and uh, make it your own. And why do you think it is so important to take
0: ownership of those first 15, 20, 30 minutes of the day?
1: Right. I mean, I think part of it is so that you can live a day with intention. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you don't want to kind of like be an autopilot. If you start the day with autopilot, you're going to most likely be an autopilot for the rest of the day. Um, so it's intentionally getting up, intentionally having gratitude and saying, thank you, intentionally deciding to go for a jog, intentionally deciding, you know, I'm going to make a cup of coffee and sit and just make my to-do list for the day and prioritize it. Um, cause if we don't do that, we're kind of just living more reactionary than through, um, then proactively, mm-hmm. yeah, and that I think is such an important
0: point because most people think that they don't have control over their lives. Mm-hmm. Most people think life is happening to them. This is happening to me, Ellie. What do you mean? I can choose, uh, you know, to live in this other <laughs> way? Don't you see the reality of my life? Reality, you know, I'm putting it in air quotes <laughs> because yes, your reality is what it is right now because you have created it as you have created it. And the thing with that is that as long as we don't
1: take ownership of our lives, our life is going to run us. I know I lived from that space for a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I think about it, when I like, you know, kind of put my mind and think about it, it almost all felt like a blur. Mm-hmm. It's like almost yeah. a little bit gray, like I wasn't fully there. And I think that is really part of what it is. I wasn't fully yeah. awake. Um, and living in autopilot, I mean, we joke about autopilot, but it's, it's a little bit lazy, right? You, the reason you put your car on autopilot is a, to give your foot a break, <laughs> So you don't have to keep pushing the gas and the, and the yeah. brake. And you're absolutely right. We aren't awake when
0: we live these kind of passive lives and we live from this place of, you know, this is happening to me. And this is just the reality of things. When we live from that place, we're not taking ownership of our lives, but taking ownership of your whole life is a big task. Taking ownership of the first fifteen minutes of your day—it's <laughs> a good start. More manageable, right? More manageable. And what it does—if I can have control over my first fifteen minutes of the day. If I can send that message to myself that, hey, I can wake up and I can do whatever I want for those 15 minutes to set myself up for success, Mm -hmm. right? And what do I mean set myself up for success? How can I do that? Imagine if you have a child, if you have like a three-year-old, how do you set them up for success if you're going out? Let's say you want to go to the park with a three-year-old. The way you would set them up for success is you make sure they're napped, you know, fed. Fed. Um, they have clean clothes. They've gone to the bathroom, you know, so, so you are literally setting them up for success by making sure their needs are taken care of and they are in a place of neutrality and they are comfortable. So how can you do that for yourself? How can you set yourself up for success? How can you make your mind, your body, bring everything into a neutral place? Most of us don't spend a lot of time in that neutral place where we feel content and comfortable and at ease, right? Most of us wake up and
1: we're already thinking about that email we didn't send. Right. I mean, we shower, right? We wash our bodies, we wash our face, our hair, we brush our teeth, and that is like Mm -hmm. a clean slate. But we don't do that really with our mind and with our, with our emotions and our yes. feelings. So we're constantly carrying all this gunk, <laughs> all this stuff, yeah.
0: you know, that yesterday's conversation, that dinner that burned, that guy who stood you up, you know, that yeah, guy. The client who, you lost. The client you lost. The, the, the person who cut you off in traffic. All of those things. We wake up and we're thinking about him. Mm-hmm. We wake up. And we dive into, deep dive into that, you know, yucky, gunk, gunky water that
1: we should be cleaning and leaving behind, right? Well, I think you just kind of sparked a thought in that, you know, when we go to sleep at night, that's an opportunity for our bodies to shut down and rest, mm-hmm. but also for our mind to shut down and rest. And um, we kind of get up in the morning with a clean slate. But if you monkey all that up with those thoughts from yesterday and last week, then... All that positivity you were going to gain from that eight hours, seven hours of sleep, you know, has kind of fallen to the side. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're just polluting it again. And you're going to recreate a very similar experience, very similar day. Mm-hmm. And I think what most people also miss
0: is that when you do go to sleep, and this is something really profound that you said, when you do go to Thank sleep, <laughs> the momentum of all of that stuff actually stops. And because it stops, you have an opportunity when you wake up to build momentum in a different direction. So if you were stressed out yesterday because that project didn't go the way you wanted it to go, you go to sleep and you wake up, you have an opportunity to set yourself up for a different
1: way of interacting with that project. So question there. And I I know uh, the viewer's minds are going there too. So what if I had a fantastic day tonight before and I don't want to, I don't want it to go away. You know, I want to wake up like that again. So what are your thoughts there?
0: So when you wake up, you can absolutely feel grateful for the amazing day you had, right? right? But non-attachment comes into play uh, because non-attachment, first of all, so important. It's such a big part of the Buddhist tradition. We're not we're not in any way associated with any religion, but but this is something that I really do like mm-hmm. about the Buddhist tradition, the, the non-attachment. You don't attach yourself to the negative stuff, but you also don't attach yourself to the positive Correct. stuff, right? Because both of those are going to keep you from being present right now. Okay. So if I sit there and say, oh my God, that was the perfect day yesterday, and It's never going to happen like like that again. You create a longing for (laughs) the past. You you create longing for the past. That's where nostalgia comes from. That's where, you know, like you you can't be happy in the moment because how can you top the perfect day? Right. Right. But it was the perfect day and you got to experience it. And you can feel grateful that you got to have that. That's right. And live in this moment In the gratitude of knowing that, hey, a day like that existed for me and I got to participate in it. Yeah, and I can experience it. And how amazing is that? So, Ninu, we have talked about the importance of... A morning routine. We talked about our morning routines, what we do, and uh, a few different things you could be doing in the morning. You know, you could go to the gym. You can go for a run, like your crazy sister. <laughs> you can <laughs> you can meditate, like uh, the crazy us. Uh, you know, and there, there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of bring yourself into that place of. Mm-hmm uh, neutrality and of connection of basically feeling content and happy with exactly where you are and set yourself up for success in that way. But how do you do that Mm -hmm. in a very practical way? If I have never had a morning routine before, right? I wake up at 10, 11, whatever you know, I, I can pull myself out of
1: bed and, and I don't want to wake up early and do all of that stuff. If you have never had a morning routine yeah. or if you're not an early bird for whatever the case, I think it's important to identify something that you can actually commit to. And like we're setting up ourselves for success. You don't want to start your day like with a failure feeling like, oh, I can't even have a morning routine. God, I suck. I'm a terrible person. You know, this is not for me. So it doesn't have to be something like totally crazy and intense where, you know, you take out, carve out like a half hour of your morning. Uh, it could be just a couple minutes. Um, so I think identifying what it is that you want to be able to uh, establish every day that you know, you know, be honest with yourself. What can you truly commit to? I used to want to be a morning Exerciser and it never happened. I would like lie to myself all throughout college, you know, cl- classes start at eight. I'd be like, Oh, I'm going to get up at six thirty and I'm going to go hit the gym. No, never happened. <laughs> I think it happened like maybe once a quarter. Um, but then I would feel like crap. I'm like, wow, like I suck, you know, but I just, my body was better working out in the afternoon and in the evening after classes were done. So that doesn't mean I don't like working out or I can't commit to working out. It just wasn't the right mm-hmm. time for me. So I think baseline, figure out something that you can do that helps you be present and get connected to your body. I mean, you can even just a body scan, closing your eyes and just kind of scanning your body from, from head to toe could be your morning practice.
0: Yeah, that is such a good point you bring up, Nidu, you know, like identifying something that actually sets you up for success. You know, what's the point in uh, doing something, having all these grandiose plans if you can't follow through with it? The whole point of the morning routine, for me anyways, is not necessarily to do something really crazy like uh, run <laughs> every morning for four miles or two miles or or anything like that. By the way, I tried. I tried to be a morning exerciser too, and no. Not happening. Not happening for me either. But the whole point of it is not uh, that. It's not to be the person who goes and hits the gym at 6 in the morning before starting work at 8 a.m. I think the most important part of a morning routine is for you to kind of realize that you are in charge of your day and not the other way around. Mm -hmm. Even if you can have control over two minutes of your day, you are starting to retrain yourself into realizing, understanding, believing that you are in charge and no one else. Yeah. And that's the power of a morning routine. I'm really curious to know what your morning routines yeah. are. If you can share them with us, you can send them to us through email, through our website, peaceunleashed.com, or you can connect with us on Instagram. It's Peace Unleashed. And we always love receiving messages from you on Peace Unleashed Instagram account. That's also where we share love notes with you every single day. <laughs> That's
1: right. And if you don't yet have a morning routine or you've tried to establish a morning routine and you've had some struggles, we'd love to hear about that too, because... All that information is data for us. And the smarter you guys make us, the better our services back to you. That's absolutely true. So until next time, I think we're at the end of
0: our time with you today. Aww, I'm so it bad. always goes so fast. With <laughs> no attachment. No attachment, yes. We <laughs> love you. We're super grateful to have you here as part of our Peace of Leech community. And uh, we look forward to diving into another topic. Next time
1: on Peace Unleashed.
0: On Peace Unleashed. Until then, we wish you a peaceful day.